Hey guys, thanks for tuning in today to the JTP Church Podcast. We hope God speaks to you through this message. If you want to share with us what God is doing in your life, you can write us at hello at jtp.church. If you would like to partner with us and make a financial gift to our ministry, you can visit us at www.jtp.church and make a donation. Now sit back and enjoy the message. You guys may be seated. Welcome to JTP Church. It's good to be again in God's house. Can we make some noise up in this place? Yeah, we got to get a little bit rowdier here because um, 10 o'clock service has a little bit more people, more Spanish folks. So we got we to gotta times two our praise and our amens and stuff. But I'm, I'm happy to be in the house of God. Hey, I'm excited about what God is doing because in every season, God works. And today we're going to talk a little bit about seasons, right? Because we, we all go through seasons in life. But God is God of all seasons. Amen. If you're sitting next to somebody, high five that person and tell them God is God in every season. I think that one of the few disadvantages of living in the tropics, living here in Miami, is the fact that we don't get to see the different changes and the different seasons, right? We only get like, what, two, three days of winter here in South Florida. And, you know, we go into that cabinet that we never open or in that part of the closet that we never touch anything. And, and we have all our winter clothes there, right? And we pull it out. We wear stuff just out of fashion because we don't even need it here in South Florida, right? We wear more out of fashion than out of necessity. But if you're like me, I love and I appreciate every season. I like watching sometimes in movies when they show images of New York or Boston when it's fall, that the leaves start changing colors and you see these beautiful paths, right? It's beautiful. I think that every season has its charm. And that is true not just in the physical, that's true in everything that we're going through. One of my favorite singer-songwriters is Nicole Nordman. Growing up, I used to love listening to her songs because she, she's very poetic. She's great at writing her songs. And I remember, I think it was her first album, back in the days, she wrote a song about seasons and how God is evident in every season of our lives. And she starts going through summer in her song, spring, winter, autumn, and she starts writing about how God is God in every single season. And I want to start off today by going to the Word of God like we always do. Genesis chapter 1, verse 14. All of you guys go with me in the good book, and we're going to start... I just want to show you that seasons have been around since the beginning. In Genesis 1.14, it says, Then God says, let lights appear in the sky to separate the day from the night. Let them be signs to mark the seasons, days, and years. So this is God. God is so awesome. All he has to do is talk and things happen, right? That problem that you got going on right now, I mean, all God has to do is speak to it. And that's it. It disappears. Isn't it crazy that we serve a God, that all he has to do is speak? And you know, God actually, that's not the topic of today, but God encourages us to speak to our problems, to our situations. Well, we're talking about seasons. Maybe God's calling you today to start speaking into your season. Start speaking into whatever you're going through right now. So just as seasons change in time, our lives also go through seasons. And some of them are obvious. Some seasons you know, they're pretty obvious because they have to do with our growth. You start off as a baby, right? And then the baby goes through a season, then becomes a toddler. And then the toddler becomes a youth, then adulthood. Then we go through a season when we have kids and then the kids grow up. And then there's an emptiness type of season for, for adults. 
then we grow older and we become grandparents. And, and in every season, things change. Some other seasons have to do with stages in life. For example, where are my single people here in this house? Let me see single people. All right. Where are the married people in this house? Different seasons. All right. We have more married than single. But singleness is a season. And man, every season has its charm. You said it from the beginning, right? There's a season to be single. There's a season to be married. There's, a, there's different types of seasons. But then there are other seasons that are not so obvious. It has nothing to do with your development, with a stage in life. It has nothing to do with your growth. There's seasons of suffering. Has anybody here ever gone through a season of suffering? Raise your hand. We don't like those seasons. Amen? <laughs> We'd rather, we rather have fun. We'd rather not suffer. But there are seasons that are unavoidable of suffering. There's seasons of successes. I love those. You know, we, we did something or something happened and some, we came through or God came through for us and, and it was awesome. We celebrated our successes, right? Then there's seasons of loss. We don't like those. There's seasons of challenge. Challenging seasons. There's seasons of illness that sometimes we have to battle against an infirmity, against an illness. Then there's seasons of healing. So I want you to go quickly to the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 3. And I want you to understand that the person who wrote this book was the smartest person ever in the history of humanity. Not because he was smart on his own, but he found himself in a situation where he had to lead an entire nation. And he didn't feel he had what it took. So he did what every one of us should do, humble ourselves. He humbled himself and he said, God, I don't know how to do it. Help me. And God loved that position because every time you humble yourself, God exalts you. Whereas when you think you got it all figured out and you say, God, you chose the right person for this job. It's, you got it. We're going to do this together. As a matter of fact, God, you can take a break. I got this. I got this. You have that type of attitude. But when you humble yourself, and, and that's what happened to King Solomon. He humbled himself and he said, God, help me. I don't know how to lead these people. How am I going to do this? The Bible says that God told him, look, I'm going to give you wisdom beyond your years. Wisdom that does not come from you reading all these books. It's going to come from heaven. Heavenly wisdom. And he wrote this. And I want to share with you what he wrote. He said, for everything... There is a season. I want you to turn to the person that's closest to you and tell them, for everything, there is a season. All right? This is the wisest man. He's a godly man. But we have to understand that even as Christians, there's seasons for everything. And there's times for everything. And he starts mentioning, let me mention a few. Verse number two, it says, a time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to harvest, a time to kill, and a time to heal, a time to tear down, and a time to build up, a time to cry, and a time to laugh, a time to grieve, and a time to dance, a time to scatter stones, and then there's a time where you gather stones, a time to embrace, and a time to turn away, a time to search, and a time to quit searching, a time to keep, and a time to throw away. A time to tear and a time to mend. A time to be quiet and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. Not your husband. Okay, let me just... <laughs> Other things. Sin, for one, right? And then he 
finishes off verse 8 saying, a time for war and a time for peace. Listen, there is a season and there is an activity for everything. There's a time and a season for everything under heaven. And I want to ask you guys this. How many of you guys, let's be honest, do not like the season of life that you're in right now? Raise your hand. You do not like it. It's not, it's a challenging one for whatever reason. I'm not going to make you come here and say why not, okay? Just, right? Okay. There's been better. All right. How many of you guys are going through the most incredible season of your life? Raise your hand. Little girl. <laughs> awesome. Well, a few of you guys actually. Awesome. Yeah, because let me tell you, we're going through a historical pandemic craziness all over. There's some people that have made the most out of this, you know, and, and it's, been, it's been good for them. But we have to understand, and this is what I want to get at, that, and you don't have to go and have a degree from an Ivy League school to understand and realize that some of the stuff that King Solomon wrote here are not desirable things. Am I right? As a matter of fact, 50% 50 of them are desirable. The other 50 is undesirable. And it's like, Pastor, uh, time to die? Why, why is that in the Bible? Why are we going to talk about dying? Let's talk about life. Jesus is life. Amen. We got super spiritual and stuff. But dying is a part of life. 100% of people that are born have to die eventually. So let's talk about it so we can know how to how to accept that time in life and not let it bring us down. We have to talk about these things. And then it says, a time to cry. Why? Why? I'd rather laugh. How many of you rather laugh than cry? Of course. Time to grieve. I'd rather dance than grieve. So we have seasons, and Nicole Nordman does it masterfully. She, she writes in her songs that summer, summer's beautiful. How many of you guys enjoy the warm waters? that we have here in our beaches in South Florida. Amazing. Love, I love it, right? Every drop of sun is full of life. It's full of fun, she says. Um, the day you married the person that you loved with all your heart, I mean, that's, that's a summer day right there, right? It's like highlight. I waited so long and I'm, I'm gonna share the rest of my life with this person that I love. Being able to see your children born. How many of you guys had the opportunity or first of all, had kids, and then had the opportunity to see your kid being born right there in front of you. Raise your hand, right? It was amazing. I remember I had the chance for both Mia and Luca to be right there. And I remember when, when the doctor brought me in, you know, I was there, uh, I, was, I was shaking. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is it, this is it, that's it. I'm just waiting for you to call me. Oh my gosh, it's crazy. It's happening. It's happening to me. And all of a sudden, he, one of the nurses came and got me, and I went inside, and it was all going on. I mean, they were like, I'm like, whoa, this is like no easing into this. This is like, it's right there. It's happening. So they sit me down, and I see when the doctor grabs the head of Luca and just pulls it out. Luca just starts crying, and then I'm, I'm there recording. They, they told me, you can't record. Spirit of rebellion came over me that minute. I repented already, but I just started recording on my iPhone. Um, so it was crazy. And then to cut the cord, I mean, just summer day. That was a summer day. Seeing your hard work pay off, right? And on graduation day, I, some of you guys graduated a few months ago. And right, it's a, it just, I did all this for this paper. That's it. I mean, just all that hard work. But it's like it paid off. You know, I'm graduating now, right? Or I got my degree. Now I can start looking for a job. And, and this is what I love to do. So summer day. God is the God of summer. But then just 
as leaves start changing in the fall, our lives start going through seasons of change. And life situations make us spend less time outside because now outside it's colder out. It's windier out. There's certain activities, even in South Florida, not so much, but even in South Florida, there's certain activities that you can't do here once, you know, things start getting colder. Same, and even more so when you go up north, that it starts snowing and there's certain things that you just can't do. You spend more time inside than outside. It's windier, too cold for the beach. Has something in your life ever that was flowing just naturally all of a sudden come to an abrupt halt from one day to another? And you're like, wait a second, what in the world happened? You were in a relationship, you thought it was all, and all of a sudden the guy dumped you and you're like, what? Where did this come from? And, and like your whole world caves in. Or something happens, you were, you were fine, you had your plans, your financial budget, you were doing all your thing. By this time, two years from now, I'm going I'm to uh, have my down payment for my house. And hello, you're laid off. Pandemic. COVID-19. And, and sometimes things like that happen. For example, I wrote a few things that people go through. Uh, maybe your son that was so obedient that he was always, you know, with you all of a sudden turn rebellious and all of a sudden wants nothing to do with you or your marriage now was strong and stable it's like a rock now it's hanging by a thread and you're like what, what in the world's going on here your business that was always that has always provided for you pandemic hit now you're powerless you can't even open up because we're not in stage three yet or stage four yet and things start changing and what was summer now it's winter, things start falling. Things are not like they were before. Your plans and dreams about your career and what you wanted to accomplish, you were on your way, but then fall hit and the winds of change forces you to adapt to the situation. And fall, let me tell you, fall has its allure. We started saying in the beginning that every season has a purpose and every season has its allure. Fall is good. It has its good things. Winter is good. But some people, sometimes, we spend fall wishing for summer to return. Some people are using this season in their lives, just looking back at what once was. And it doesn't allow you to enjoy your present, much less look into the future. Sometimes we're just stuck looking back at what once was. If I can just get back what I lost, if I could just get back to that place, if I could just get back with him or her, if I could just, Lord, if things can just go back to what they used to be, and we start blaming stuff on the devil, it's the devil's fault, the devil's fault. We get really spiritual, right? Uh, <laughs> it's the, de the devil, he messed it up for me, but I'm gonna recover it, and, and we're focused in what happened. And while we mourn for our yesterday that's gone, waiting for summer, <laughs> Hello, winter surprises us. We are waiting and expecting and trusting and declaring and doing all the things that we have to do. And all of a sudden, winter comes up. And no, it does not get warmer. It gets colder. And all in time, writes Nicole Nordman, and under heaven finally falls asleep. You know, there are seasons in life that we go through that sometimes it feels like God is asleep. Am I right? Anybody? Or is it just me? Maybe you came, in, you came in here today and 
if you're honest with yourself, you're going through a season where you probably don't hear anything. It's like winter, you know, everything's quiet. Maybe not here in South Florida, but you go up north. I remember the only time that I ever saw snow fall was we went for winter. I think it was on a January or February when we still didn't have kids. My family, my wife's family, we all went, rented a cabin up on the top of the mountain in Breckenridge, Colorado. We spent a week there. Beautiful. It was amazing. And we were driving there, and it was crazy because we got there. We, we got there in Denver, and we had to drive like about four hours in the middle of the mountains to get to the town of Breckenridge. We rented these Suburbans. And remember that we're not used to driving in snow. Heck, it was the first time I've ever seen snow in my life. So driving in these Suburbans, and you had to go up a steep mountain. I was like looking back like saying, well, is this... Is this just going to fall down? I mean, I'm driving on snow, and it was, it was scary, but it was beautiful, and, and everything was quiet, and I remember we woke up the next morning, and everything was, like, white. I remember we were, we were walking, and we, I guess they had landscaping, and there was, like, a bush, and we knocked ourselves against the bush, but we couldn't tell because everything was covered in snow. Amazing, amazing, beautiful. I remember during March through May, I would laugh watching some of the young people of our church just uh, post how sick and tired they were of being locked up when the pandemic hit. I, I feel that God like sent us a global winter for everybody during March through May. And people were just dying, man. If I could just get out. I want to have, have a coffee with my friends. I want to just get out. I need to get out. I'm tired of being locked up in this place. And maybe there's people here with us that are thinking, well, pastor, we're almost done with September, but I'm still in winter. Maybe your winter has lasted longer than what you expected or what you wanted to last. I don't see life. Everything's covered in snow. Everything is still and apparently lifeless. I don't see God. I don't hear him. I don't feel him. Some winters can last months. Some winters can last years and even longer than that. But I want to tell you this. I want to tell you that God is the God of difficult and God is the God of impossible. Everybody say with me, God is the God of difficult and say, God is the God of the impossible. All right, now let's add a little bit more volume on that. All right, let's say like we're Latins, like we're Hispanics. All right, say, God is the God of the difficult and God is the God of the impossible. He is God of the impossible. Maybe what you're going through right now is impossible in your eyes, but it's not impossible for him. And here's word to the wise. With or without God, life is difficult. The, the fact that you have God in your life makes a world of a difference. But even if you didn't have God in your life, life is still difficult. There's still a time to laugh, but there's still going to be a time to cry. You have God in your heart. You know what? You're still going to have to die one day. There's still going to be situations in life that are hard. The difference is that when we have God in our lives, he helps us navigate through those autumn seasons through the winter season and he provides for us and he gives us the guarantee that hey this is a season but it's not gonna last forever I'm with you in the middle of autumn I'm with you in the middle of winter not only 
Does he guarantee you that you'll come out in the middle of your difficult seasons? You can rest and have peace in the midst of the storm knowing that he is with you and that you're not alone. And that's what makes the whole difference. One of the stories in the Bible that I love the most and that I identify with a lot is Joshua. God calls this guy and he calls him to lead a nation of three million people. All right, just crazy thing. His mentor just died. Mind you, his mentor spent 40 years trying to accomplish getting into the promised land. 40 years he didn't do it and now he dies. So now Joshua's alone. Moses tells him, well, it's going to have to be you. God confirms it. Hey, Joshua, it's going to be you. So now what your mentor couldn't do in 40 years, hello, you got to do it like next week. You ready? And he is here with all these things that we go through, that voices that start speaking into our mind and into our head that we can't do it, that it's not our time. Is it God calling me? Are you sure? Is it the right season? And and all these things. And God calls him. And I want to share with you the two things that God pressed on this man's life because I think it's during this time especially that we're living here in the middle of a pandemic. It's the two things that God is calling his church to be. And he said, be strong. Everybody say, be strong. And the second thing is, be courageous. Everybody say, be courageous. Be strong and be courageous. And this, I have my notes all prepared, and I like to wake up Sunday really early. I like to pray. I like to, you know, revisit my notes in case God wants to add or remove or just in case something comes up and God wants to do something different. And this wasn't on my notes already. And this morning I was thinking about what makes somebody courageous. And God started speaking to me that a a person that is, when God tells them be strong and be courageous, a courageous person is somebody that does not settle to do what what the whole pack is doing. It's somebody that dares to do things that other people will not do. How do you say, when you say, man, that guy is courageous, man. That guy, that guy was brave. What made him brave? He did something that other people did not do. Other people just stayed in the status quo. They just took a comfortable approach. Not going to risk. I'm not going to do this. I'm just going to, I'm chilling. We're in a pandemic, God. You can call me when this is all over. And I'll say, here I am. Oh, you're conditioning your response. But when God called this guy, it's like, oh, what am I going to do? And, and God started pressing on him time. First, he did it through Moses. And he started telling him, look, be strong, be courageous. And then God himself, once Moses died, told him, listen, what Moses told him, what Moses told you didn't come from Moses, it came from me. So here I'm confirming again, you, be strong. Same message. Be courageous. Dare to do the things that other people don't do. Dare to stand up. If someone... It's someone who made a determination to say, hey, I'm going to stand out instead of fitting in. Sometimes we settle for fitting in and not standing out. God never called you to to fit in. God never called you because he has a supernatural purpose for every single one of you that are here. It is us that sometimes we limit what God can do through us when we make decisions, when we're not committed, when we're like, but God is calling us. Yes, Right now, 2020, finishing up September, getting ready to start the last quarter of the year, to be bold, to be courageous. There's people that need to know about what you've known all your life, maybe. Or, or the Jesus that you have in your heart and that he's 
carried you through the storm and this winter, there's other people that need to know about that Jesus. But will you step out and be courageous or are you just looking to just fit in rather than stand out? What is it that you know you have to do but haven't done yet? Yeah, I'm going to leave you with that question so it could bug you all day. It's going to bug you even while you watch the heat. Yeah. What is it that God has called you to do in this season or that God wants you to do and that you're postponing and that you're not accomplishing? You're putting, you're pushing it until later on. What is it? Joshua's example is really inspiring. He was a young, he was a young person and I think that God is calling us to make a difference in our generation. I, don't, I honestly don't think that God's going to spend too much time before Jesus returns. I think that it's going gonna, it's gonna to be soon. And these are the days where we have to check our lives because I think that even in the midst of this pandemic, it's, it's God using this to wake up the church. The church was never meant to fit in. I was, um, yesterday I was at a pastor's meeting. I'm drifting a little bit from the message, but we got a few minutes. Uh, since we don't have to wait for the next service. And um, yesterday in the pastor's meeting, Apostle, my father, Oscar, he was uh, sharing a little bit about, and I shared it with the leaders today, about how in Philippians, Apostle Paul is writing from a prison cell. And he starts telling people, he's like, look, listen, I'm encouraged because the fact that I'm in prison right now has motivated people that weren't witnessing, that weren't, talking and and them seeing me take a step of faith and being courageous and being bold has now activated them you know it's a chain reaction when you're courageous and when you start serving god and you start putting god first literally not just like nah, 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 i love god no i'm talking about doing not just saying but when you start doing it, it ignites other people and it starts igniting your friends and it starts saying look man i gotta keep i gotta keep up and, and your language starts changing because before all you would talk about is sports. Now you talk about sports and Jesus. And then uh, you're going to start talking about Jesus 75% in sports. And I'm not talking about becoming a, a weird Christian fanatic uh, that, you know, I, I, oh man, I can't see sports because it's of the devil. No, I'm not talking about, I'm talking about, you know, what, what is your true passion? And I think that God is looking for people, especially in this time, that would stand up and be the church. What is it that you know you have to do but haven't done yet? Do you inspire faith and courage to those around you? Your family. Let's start with your family. Your friends. What kind of conversations do you have when you get together with your friends? I mean, do you inspire faith into them? Do they want to know the Jesus that you know? Do they even know that you know Jesus? When you go to the spring, are you the type that just throws yourself into the spring saying, I'm dying of thirst? Are you the type that remains alert, seeing if the enemy comes and you grab the water and you take it to your mouth while you're still being alert? See, there's a guy in the Bible called Gideon, and he had 10,000 people to fight against the Midianites. And you might say, well, 10,000, that's a lot of people. That's a lot of, that's a big army. Yeah, only that the Midianites had 100,000. 
So it was a slaughter from the start. I mean, 10,000. That means that every single guy, every single warrior had to kill 10 people. I mean, that's the odds were not in their favor. And God tells them, you know what? You have too many more. You, you have way too many warriors. And then that's, that's when things that God says does not make sense to us. And we just have to trust them. So Gideon trusted God. And God said, look, take them. I know you guys have been struggling. You guys are thirsty. Look, there's going to be water. There's going to be a spring in this and this place. Go over there. Because I got I to gotta weed off some jokers from the 10,000 you guys have. You, you can't make it with 10,000. So he went. And some of them were so thirsty that they went and just threw themselves to the spring and started drinking water. But God said, look, the ones that are going to remain alert and be watching out for the enemy and do not bend their knees and take water, even though they're tired, but they take water from their hand and drink while remaining alert, those are the ones you're going to use. Out of 10,000, you know how many were left? 300. 300, 10,000. Do the math. Very little. How am I going to go against 100,000 with, with, with 300? How in the world am I going to defeat them? I'm not, I'm not going to be able to. But God told them that the battle is mine. You're not going to fight. And God ended up defeating the enemies. The 300 didn't even have to fight. But sometimes we lack the courage. We lack the courage. We're, we're more willing and we, we trend more to do what everybody else does. To post what everybody else posts on social media. To act like everybody else, even within the church, does. And God is calling you to stand up and be courageous. God is calling you to say, look, in the midst, it doesn't matter what season you're in right now. Be courageous. Because I want to use you and I have plans for you. And I want to let you know why I think you're sitting here today. You see, our God is not just the God of summer. He's not just the God of spring. He's also the God of fall and the God of winter. Go with me to the book of Ezekiel. 34, verse 26, and I believe this is a prophetic word for those. How, how many of you guys came to hear a word from God directly for your life? Well, here it is. I've been praying, and I believe that God made a divine connection between what he spoke to my heart and what you're here needing to receive. Ezekiel 34, 26 says, I will bless my people and their homes around my holy hill. And in the proper season, everybody say proper season. I will send the showers they need. There will be showers of blessing. Come on. Can somebody receive that today? Can somebody say, I received the showers of blessing that God has for my life? There's a proper season. And when you have God and you understand that God is God with you and next to you in the winter, but that there's, there comes a season when God sees your faithfulness. When God sees that you don't conform to the status quo, that you don't, you're not looking for the easy way out. You're, you're not saying, oh, let me see what's the easiest way to be a Christian and give the least possible so that I can just at least climb and get to heaven. God is looking for some warriors nowadays. And that's what I think JTP is. I think that JTP is not a church for people that are just, oh, you know, let me just get by. Let me just see what I... No, JTP is a church of valiant and courageous Jesus-believing believers that are willing to do everything that God calls them to do in season and out of season. Amen. 
One of my favorite lines from Nicole's song is when she describes winter and she, she tells God in her song, she says, I notice you when branches crack and in my breath on frosted glass. Even now in death, you open doors for life to enter. You are winter. And maybe there's somebody here or many of you here, I don't know, that you're going through a winter season, so to speak. And you don't see anything and you don't feel anything. But even in the midst of that, a believer knows that God is with you and that he has promises and that those promises are going to be fulfilled. I'm over here. Those promises are going to be fulfilled. And he's going to come through. Even in the midst of the deepest winter. In the book of Habakkuk, there's a prayer as I finish up. It's actually a, a song. Or a prayer that was turned into a song. Um, it wasn't King David that wrote it. It wasn't one of the psalmists. It was actually Prophet Habakkuk. And it's in chapter 3, verse 17 through 19. I want you to listen to this. It says, even though the fig tree have no blossoms, and there are no grapes on the vines, even though the olive crops fails, and the fields lie empty and barren, even though the flocks die in the field, and the cattle barns are empty, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in the God of my salvation. The sovereign Lord is my strength, and he makes me as as sure-footed as a deer, able to tread upon the heights. Listen to me. This is amazing, and this is what every believer should be. Habakkuk is saying, look, everything is fine and dandy. God, you've been God of my provision. He's not going through a difficult situation here. He's he's enjoying God's blessing. He's he's in summer or spring, right? But he says, God, but even if I was in winter, even if the fig tree did not have its blossom, even if all this, the the, the olive is not producing, even if times were were tough, I'm still going to rejoice in the Lord because he is my strength. And in the midst of difficult seasons, he uplifts me. He holds me up. And he'll provide for me. He'll sustain me. And I love how he finishes because he says he makes me as sure-footed as a deer. As sure-footed as a deer, able to tread upon heights. You weren't intended to tread anywhere else but in heights. God called you to tread on heights. Yeah, there's seasons where life just knocks you down. But when you are holding on to your Master, when you're holding on to Jesus, you know what? When you fall down, he makes your foot as sure-footed as the deer. And he says, get up because this is not where you were meant to be. You could have fallen today, but I created you to tread upon the heights. I want you to know here, whatever season that you're in, that God is with you. God is God of all seasons. And what I love about God is that he sustains us through the difficult seasons. And you could even have peace through the difficult seasons. Maybe that's what you're requiring or needing right now. Maybe you're you're needing faith because your faith has been tested and you're just flatlining right now. But you know what? God is in this place. And if you open your heart to God, doesn't matter what season you're going through, doesn't matter how difficult whatever has happened to you, God is with you and by your side. And here's what I love the best. I mean, you have to understand this. Every season has an expiration date. 
Every season has an expiration date. That's why they're called seasons. It's a season. Summer doesn't last for always. Winter doesn't last for always. That's why you got to be smart in a season of provision. Save. Save because sometimes economy, economies go up, they come down. So when you're doing good, be smart. Save. Invest. Have your emergency fund, right? When times get difficult, understand that difficult seasons have an expiration date. Winters are not going to last forever. Maybe you're sitting here and when I said some winters or some people here maybe have been going through long winters, extended seasons. Maybe some people here have been going through winter for months, for years. Maybe even longer. But here's the important thing. Are you just looking back and saying, man, if I can just get back. Because God does not want you to look back. God brought you here because he wants you to know that he has a future that cannot be compared to anything that you live in the past, as good as it may have been. But you have to trust him. And you have to trust him and you have to let go because sometimes looking into the past could hold you from everything that God has for you in the future. And sometimes, I know it's tough, sometimes when in the winters, you know, there's some severe storms in winter and it's hard to even see the light in the, at the end of the tunnel. Some of you guys may be saying, Pastor, I've been living in Alaska for a year. I don't see daylight anywhere. God will make it. It's the same God that promised that he's going to make a way through the wilderness. That he's going to make rivers flow through the desert. Come on, that's the God that we serve. And he's going to do it. If he promised and you believe it, he's going to do it. So every season has an expiration date. JTP Church, even though fall officially started this week, September 21st, here in South Florida, I want to tell you this, that if you dare to believe today, you will see God spring up situations in your life. There are new beginnings that God is kick-starting this afternoon, if you can believe it. Close your eyes right there where you are. You don't have to stand up. You can just close your eyes. I want you to, I want you to believe. Sometimes what gets in the way of us receiving everything that God wants is our faith, our lack of faith. I want you to believe this. That there's new beginnings that God is kick-starting this afternoon. If you can just stop focusing on the past and set your eyes on what God is doing today in your life, you will see Him work. And then you can look back and see in retrospect how God was not just God in summer, but you'll have a testimony. And you'll be able to tell other people when they're going through their winters and when they're going through their fall, saying, you know what? I went through the same situation, but you know what I did? I did this. And I trusted God. And I rejoiced when the fig tree didn't blossom. I rejoiced when everything was still and when I wouldn't hear God and I wouldn't feel anything and when stuff, you know what? I, thanks to my relationship with God that I will talk to Him and speak to Him every day and read the Bible. That kept me sane during those moments. And now I'm telling you, do the same. Because look at me now. God pulled me out of my winter. And here I am in summer. 
You may open your eyes now. If you don't mind, please stand. I want to finish up. I want to pray over you guys. I don't take lightly the fact that, and I don't minimize the pain of anybody that could be passing. I know that some seasons are. I've heard about people that in these times and in other times that have gone through stuff that I'm like, Jesus, how can, how can a human being go through that? I've, I've had to go to a funeral of a friend of mine, dear friend of mine, that they were excited. They had two girls and they were going to have a boy, a baby boy, super excited. And right as she was going to deliver, the baby boy got tangled with the, with the umbilical cord and it was a stillborn. He was born dead. And I had to be with them and, and see the pain of man and she gave him birth but that's it God took him and we prayed and and sometimes you have questions and you you people go through difficult situations in winter but I see him now and I'm not saying that he's gonna see his boy one day God gave him another girl they have three girls and he's serving God seasons seasons of life not everything is going to be summer but God is God with you all the time in winter in fall summer spring and I believe that God is going to bring some springs into some of you today but understand this God is calling you he's calling people to be courageous in this time see because if you just focus on what you're going through and, and how difficult the situation is and, and all the short your shortcomings and man how still everything looks and it doesn't look like it's gonna, like it's gonna get any better pastor I don't know it's and, and if that's all you're focused on and you don't have a daily routine where you go and say God look all these things are speaking at me and this is going on in my marriage and this is going on here and, and I got my money problems and God, it's like, I, what's going on? You go to him, even if you complain just like I did, but he starts refreshing you. And then you get up and you're like, but God, God is by my side. And then you open the word and you see that you're more than a conqueror through Christ who strengthens you. You're like, wait a second, I got enough to stand up this Monday morning and I'm going to go to work and I'm going to trust God even though everything I see is still winter. And you know what? Tuesday comes and same thing. You look around and it's difficult. That's why you got to get on your knees Monday. You got to get on your knees on Tuesday. You got to open your Bible on Wednesdays. You got to do it daily because it's daily. But the Bible says that if you have a relationship with God every single day, you know what? Through the winter, you're going to rejoice. Just like Habakkuk. Just, you're going to rejoice. So I want to do this. I want to give you an opportunity to be able to know the Jesus that we're talking about. He's the one who sustains us. He's our creator. He's the one who loves us. And if you're here live in JTB Church or if you're watching us um, right now, I just want to give you an opportunity to accept the greatest gift of all. Uh, I'm not talking about a car. I'm not handing you keys to a new penthouse in South Beach as much as all of us would like that. But I'm talking about salvation. I'm talking about everlasting life in the presence of God. You see, the Bible says that for somebody that has turned their life over to Jesus, death is gain. 
and even the biggest enemy of human beings is death. I mean, what's, what's greater than death? Once you die, you die, you're dead, that's it. The Bible says that when we die to ourselves, the life of Christ starts living in us. And I love how the Bible puts it that when we die in our bodies, you know, when our time to leave this world comes, the Bible doesn't say that we die. It says that we're resting, we're resting because the best is yet to come. Yeah, we got to live a long life here and we should, you know, eat healthy, you know, stay in shape, do the best that we can. Um, but 80, 90 years here does not compare to an eternity in heaven. And that's what God offers. So if you want to make that decision to let Jesus into your life, have him forgive your sins because sin is what keeps us away from God and let God come in forgive us and give us everlasting life I want you to make this prayer or say this prayer with me whether you're watching us and everybody in here if you don't mind uh, jump in and let's all say this prayer say Lord Jesus on this day 27th day of September I open my heart and I repent for my sins I pray you forgive every single one that I've made against you. Give me the strength to live a life that pleases you from this day on. God, in the midst of my winter, give me the strength to know that you're with me. And I thank you because I know that every season has an expiration date. And I know that even in the difficult seasons, you're going to sustain me. And I'll be able to rejoice even in winter. Thank you, Jesus, for your son. Thank you, Lord, for your son. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. And now I want to pray for all of you guys that maybe the Holy Spirit ministered to, that you've realized that, man, God's calling me to be courageous and Actually, I'm not. I'm just settling to be part of the, the bunch. Just, But God, I know that you called me to stand out, not to fit in. And I'm giving you the opportunity and I'm saying I'm willing. I want to serve you. I want to break out of this mold. And I want to be all that you've called me to be. If that's you, I want to pray over your life. Father God, I pray for every single person in this place and that's watching us through this connection. I pray, God, that your Holy Spirit, what has started in them, he would finish. And I pray, God, that every spirit of fear, every spirit of intimidation, every spirit of God that, that keeps us, of unbelief, that keeps us from being the people that you've called us to be, from accomplishing our calling, from being brave, God, and being doing things that other people will not do. God, I pray that every single member of JTP Church and JTP Virtual would be Joshua's of this generation. People that will stand up like the 300s of Gideon. God, I declare in Jesus' name the power of the Holy Spirit igniting, activating. God, believers that have been just flatlining lately. God, I declare in Jesus' name supernatural intervention, God. Breaking all molds, God. Breaking all strongholds, mental strongholds, God, that keep us, God, and sometimes we convince ourselves that it's not the time, God, when in reality it's on black and white. You have called us to make a difference in this generation. And I thank you, God. And I declare that every single person and every single member of JTP will be a courageous, Jesus believer 
that will dare to believe for crazy things and because they believe and because they're willing to be used by you, they will see it manifest in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Put your hands together for the King. Let's praise Him in this house.